Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 58 of the F Reality podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. If you missed the live show, you can catch up with the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, put them in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions during the show as we can. Now, let me introduce you to the team. First up, he's the featherweight boxing champion of VR, trained by the iconic Rocky Balboa himself. It's of course, Nathy. How you doing, man? You all right? Yeah. Uh, and I am the champion of Creed, right? It's like, if you, if you want to see a noob box, then check out my video of this game. Yeah, I really, I really suck at boxing in VR. <laughs> I did practice before, though. I played knockout league, and I, 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 I have beaten a octopus. So I mean, I've, I've been, I've been uh, to places, but hey, uh, <laughs> you've seen some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen some. I've seen a lot of tentacles. Uh, you know, I've been slapped by octopus, but I, I didn't go Zim, knockout. Zim in my face at the moment, go like. I've seen a lot of tentacles. Yeah, we we know what quarters of the internet he's been. On. Of course, of course. I I know I know your minds, but no, that's not the tentacle stuff I was talking about. No, let's take those minds out of the gutter and introduce the next person, and that is he's a legendary Twitch streamer and my Kimasabi is in top five. How you doing, man? You're right. That means your tw- trusted friend. Thank you, Mike. Kimosabi. Yeah, Kimosabi. I don't. I didn't know what that meant before I started drinking. Um, yeah, that, that's a special brand of tequila, which I happened to get when I went out to VRLA, which is lovely. It's a lovely drink. But uh, is it tequila? It's. Te- I think it's tequila. If it's not tequila, then um, Phil Helmuth, who gave it to me, is going to be really pissed because I okay. tweeted him saying thanks for the tequila. <laughs> just don't even know what my fucking drink is Um, but uh yeah uh no that's been good i should pull out some tequila about now uh mike so yeah the the weeks it's been one of those grueling weeks and uh as i was recounting to you there shortly before we started taxes uh Mm. as an american as any american you can't escape even to the darkest depths of antarctica you still have to file a tax return even if you owe them nothing um so yes i spent the seven or eight hours today grinding through that from 5 a.m and that was fun but, um, oh man, that sucks. I'm very glad to be here. Yeah, we should all have little shots of tequila, and you know, maybe just like every time some, we say something, we have to drink a shot. That'd be a fun episode. We say something stupid. Yeah, every time we mention VR, we have to take a shot. Um, so next up, when he's not playing with his pop stick, he likes to <laughs> rescue tiny robots in virtual reality. It's of course the rowdy guy. How you doing, man? You're right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty fine, and my, my pop stick is uh, is on its way. I think. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, we should we should tell the the, the viewers yeah. out there and audio listeners, of course, uh, that after having the fun with the pop stick, what we mentioned in a previous episode, they've actually reached out to us and decided to send us all pop sticks to check out Hotel Transylvania. Yes. So check that out in a future episode on one of our channels. You'll never know. You might see some stuff. Yeah, pop sticks, pop sticks. But I'm, I'm doing all right, man. I'm, yes. uh, I've been uh, getting back into the YouTube business, trying to record uh, some more stuff at the moment. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty all right. Yourself, yeah. Mike? 
Yeah, good to hear it. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, for those that don't know who I am, I'm Mike, the host of the show from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Borderlands 2 in VR. Are you ready to travel to Pandora to become a notorious vault hunter in virtual reality? I know we're super excited about this one, uh, but we're going to be talking about the latest announcement later on from Gearbox Software. Uh, we're also going to be talking about LeapCon. Uh, we'll tell you everything you need to know about the Magicverse uh, from Magic Leap event, uh, which happened in LA this week. And then finally, we'll round up the show with Nintendo NS glasses. Do you want to strap a Nintendo Switch to your face? Well, now you can, but is this really Nintendo in virtual reality? Stay tuned to find out. So let's start off the show with finding out what everyone's been up to in the metaverse this week and their sort of highlight of their week. And of course, let's kick it over to Nathie first to find out what he's been up to. Not so much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I Do I need to surprised. add anything else? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't play anything this week? <laughs> oh, of course I did play some okay. stuff. Yes, of course I did. I mean, enlighten uh, us. Let's let's say every week I played at least something. I think I always play a video game for sure. Like there is no <laughs> way I I can escape games in the first place. Um, I played a bunch of stuff. I played uh, Creed. I played um, well. Watched The Great Sea. I also checked out Twilight Path. And, uh, and 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 the Fox Machine um, a uh, game with you. So I, I checked out like four things. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could pick one, I would say Creed, mm-hmm. I guess, because that's what I spent the most time in, about like two, three hours. I think I finished the entire like career mode in wow. those three hours. Was fast. Uh, and 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 the funny part is is that um, you know you start off uh, as a, a rookie a boxer and you need to. Uh, um, well, box your way to glory. Um, and after a while, I was like, hmm, maybe, maybe this is a bit too easy. Uh, but then I had to face not a, a champion boxer. No, I had to face the security um, guard of a club and I could almost not beat him. Right. So you 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 fight against like boxers and you can just beat them easily and then suddenly you go on the streets and you you have like a random person that just starts to street fight against you and then you almost go knock out. So I don't know what the difficulty is is all about in that game, but it, it, it's it's strange. I was a bit confused. Like okay, now I can suddenly not win, but it's just a security guard. So what happened to sort of start that little event off? Like, why did the security guard get upset? Did you like touch one of the yeah, girls in the so, club or something when they said yeah, no, yeah, no that's, touching? That's a good one. No, that's a good one. So I, <laughs> for some reason, that's the only part in the game where you do something else than just box and arenas. Um, right. There was like suddenly out of nowhere, uh, a moment where your girlfriend was calling you like, oh, I'm trouble and blah, blah. And then you have to leave the the, the 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 training the and right. yeah the gym and 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 then you had to go to this club and just beat this guy up and that was it um, cool. so the career mode is kind of cool but i i do feel like you know if you want to make it a career mode like they did for example with fifa and things like that you need to do some more than only just be in this this gym all the time yeah and it, it's like a three hours game where you are in the gym or in an arena and yeah. then there's just one moment where you really feel like uh you are experiencing a part of real life you know yeah so uh i think they missed they missed a trick there like it should have been like your younger sister calls you up and it's like hey these bullies are like you know stealing my stuff at school and you just go yes. there and just well, lay out some yeah. fucking, some bullies like one punch <laughs> just like, like, knock, knock them all out. like beating yeah. them up like 
something like that. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. You don't. Pick on my little sister, you scum. But it's a cool game. Like, it's for everyone. If you are a noob like me and you can't box at all, um, then it's it's fun. If you are a pro, uh, then you can also jump in. I, I do have to agree with Zim. It's it's still kind of arcadey. If you want to go for something more, like, simulated, you should go for... Uh, Thrill of the again? Fight. Thrill of the fight, fight, exactly. Fight. And if you want to fight um, octopus, animals, creatures, <laughs> things, then you should play Knockout League. So, quick question, because you were playing this with the B-Haptics vest, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How, how, do, how does that sort of, you know, pan out when you're playing a game like this in VR? So, um, in case of um, Creed, like, it depends, because the B-Haptics suit is not um, capable of handling every game. Some games have been like implemented by them some games have been simulated by other people like you have a profile you know you can make your own profile for a game and then uh kind of like um test it out and simulate it in mm-hmm. this case i just use the auto function so you just feel it in, in the middle it's not like you feel the punch in the left or the right or right. anything like that but you can create that with the be haptic suit if you want where you can make it way, way more specific yeah curious but it's, so does it's, it work cool. like a, it's cool like a graphic equalizer where you can kind of say here's the bassy tones and i want to amplify that yeah feel that yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. the fact that they have a software companion to the suit uh, is, is very interesting to me because neither of the two tactile solutions that I'm accustomed to actually mm-hmm. have that at all. They don't have any software side. It's just purely, here's a yeah. frequency. The butt kicker has actually a frequency dial so you can change the cutoff. Um, yeah. But if they've got something on the software side, that's that's actually great. That's yeah, but for now, you kind of need to simulate it yourself. And if you really want to have like really like on-point haptics, then you should build a game from scratch and still, you know, implement it mm. while you are using the suit. They do have some uh, games themselves, some demos where you get poked by an anime character and where you get shot with a gun. And then you can really, you know, feel the real potential of what, uh, you know, Ready Player One is going to be like. So many bruises? Um, no. <laughs> uh, but you can you, you can make it very intense. You can you have like different levels of intensity you can turn on and then it's like, oh, like best massage ever. So, I, so, I'm just imagining a six-year-old here like cranks at the dial like, yeah! And then, <laughs> and then he gets like knocked and he goes flying from back yeah. in the room. Yeah. Gotta do a YouTube fun video like that. So do you have the uh, the facial interface as well? Yes, but I, I am not using it right now. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. But you can also use the wrist ones. You have like all kinds of gadgets, uh, and also for your uh, for your knees and things mm-hmm. like that. You can completely upgrade if you want. I, I'm looking forward to like uh, the Grand Theft Auto VR game where you get tased by a police officer <laughs> and you get tased in real life. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, like with a Tesla suit, they should just crank it up when that happens <laughs> that you can't move anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's gonna be like a Northern <laughs> Ireland BBC thing documentary. <laughs> and they go to go to do your kneecaps, you know. And you're like, oh god, <laughs> quick, take them off. <laughs> okay, so let's find out what Zim has been playing in in the metaverse this week. What about you, dude? Yeah, a big uh, array of different things. Um, I won't go into it, but I was really impressed by the Great Sea. Um, mm. That was that was the one that probably stood out to me the most. But I imagine someone else might cover that, so I'll no. um, well, I'll, I'll 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 go ahead into the one that I know no one else is going to cover, uh, which is uh, American Truck Simulator released <laughs> in Oregon expansion which required a vr patch which last week started working uh, so i went and drove that um, for those who aren't aware the dev team in their wonderful planning has decided they're going to cover every single state in the u.s now there are 50 states their development cycle so far has led to about two per year uh, anyone do the math there's no feckin way they're ever going to finish that i actually met them in person at res 
stood in front of them and they confirmed this plan that they're going to do all the states. Oh my God. It's, it's a silly plan. Um, meanwhile, the same team uh, spoke to me about how they have one dude who's partly assigned to VR support and that's it. And for four years, I've been egging them on to say, your business developer, your, your business development guy or gal needs to focus on VR because you have it. They had it four years ago. They could have run away with it and made oodles of money. They haven't done it, and they still haven't integrated VR into the main branch of the game, which means things like multiplayer don't work in VR, which, which oh, is just man, a huge crying shame because this recent patch in Oregon, if you are a fan of um, Euro Truck Simulator 2 or American Truck, um, my preference is Euro Truck Simulator 2, by the way, but American Truck Sim, this is the best patch I've seen in terms of content. Some of the existing areas have been upgraded. The existing states have additional interconnectors. The, the, the territory actually as well feels a lot more like the states. The, others, the other segments kind of felt a bit like guesswork. Uh, I know they did lots of work on it, so that's not to put them down. Uh, but Oregon really feels quite legitimate compared to some of the other patches that have come out. And so if you are into VR and you've kind of taken a hiatus from American Truck Sim or whatever, and you want to drive around rough metal or scrap plastic waste, which is what I ended up driving around. I was like, yeah, we're going to do something cool like logs. Nope, just rubbish old recycling junk in my back. But I drove that around. It was quite good. It's quite good. Um, so I do recommend that. Oregon's just out. Um, and actually, Euro Truck Simulator 2 had a recent Italy patch, which I still haven't got around to. So there's that. And then the other, other little bit of news I'll mention, because it's not good, I hear, uh, is a set of course of Competizione release their mm-hmm. VR milestone in their second patch. They have one track, one car, and it's not great in VR. Um, I did watch a, a live casting uh, from a guy called Random Call Sign, who's well-known in the racing uh, sphere, and you could tell things were blurry. Even when he jacked it up to kind of go multi-res, it just was not great. So actually, I'm going to hold off on that one uh, myself, and for anyone else who was going, like tracking it in their mind, thinking, I'm going to go buy this just for the VR support, probably want to hold off that's a shame to hear that that's a shame to hear that yeah i don't know we'll see where they go with the project Mm. so so what about you then rowdy what have you been playing in vr this week dude um yeah i've actually like i said like i tried to like get back into the game a little bit i've been playing some astrobot and i have to say i was actually really surprised on how i how i liked it indeed there's not much of a story really that i think is worth delving into but um it's uh the the level design just really good and uh, also like i played uh, the first 20 minutes of the great sea but i'm assuming that mike might uh, might talk about that or <laughs> uh, do you have I Oh, okay, okay. Well, I think it's amazing. Uh, I know that I actually played it right after that Zim tweeted me saying that I have to check it out. Um, and I haven't done it fully yet because I wanted to make a video on it as well. So I had to like break it off at some point because I didn't want to like, you know, do the entire experience on YouTube and then people just watch the entire video and then, you know, there's no point in like, you know, getting getting uh, the game anymore because it's a, it's a watching experience. But I think it's um, it's they've done it the right way. Mm. They've done it uh, uh, storytelling in a medium that really, really supports um, um, storytelling in general. And I think it's it's such a great job that they've done in terms of using virtual reality to make it an interesting story. It's like the first like movie that you can only really watch in virtual reality. Exactly. Um, yeah. I think that's an amazing concept and it opens up new avenues and it's everyone will have a little bit of a different movie experience, which I think is really cool because, you know, you can look at different sides of things. You can look at, uh, at the characters in a different way. So not everyone sees the same thing, but the story is in general the same. Yeah. Um, 
which I think is an amazing thing because it reminds me a little bit of like, you know, when I was like younger and your dad like used to tell you a story, you know, the way that your story that your dad told the story yeah. was different mm-hmm. from like how, for example, your mom told the story, your uncle would tell the story. And I kind of got that feeling with that as well, just because the viewing experience is completely different for me than it is for someone else. I think that's a really cool concept and only costs yeah. like... I think five dollars on the on the on the Oculus Home Store. Exactly, good pricing. Yeah, it's a very good price. And I felt the yeah. same way. Like I, I felt very connected to the characters in the experience, and also the world around me, because you can look around completely three hundred and sixty and see the world behind you. Obviously, it's still kind of a curated experience because everything kind of goes on in front of you. Um, and the the dynamic cameras, the way they move through the scenes, make you feel very much like a part of it. Um, but I, I, I could say that uh, some people maybe that are new to VR might find those moving cameras to be a bit too intense. Uh, but they've kind off. of... You can yeah. select at the beginning. You, exactly. Two modes, yeah, right? I was going to so, say there's, there's options in there, yeah. like comfort and options. It, so you, it's just a static say- camera. If you, if you like to look around what's going on, you know, I would actually go for that mode instead. Because with the cinematic one, you don't really want to disturb the the mm. movement itself while looking around. At least that was, in, in my case, that was kind of like the confusing part of it. So if you really want to take the time to look around and enjoy your surroundings, I think you should go for the other mode, like the comfort one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the only thing I was going to say is when, when, when the opening credits came up, right, all I could imagine was white text saying, Rip Telltale. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. it looks like it looks like someone has swooped in. Like this is this is not what's actually happened here. But Telltale yeah, has fallen to their knees, and at the same that. time, yeah. like in the graphic, like the way it looks, it looks very <laughs> yeah. much like a Telltale game. Like if, if if they said Telltale developed this, I would have said, of course they did. It's, it's a nice I comparison, like actually. actually. Yeah, it's a yeah. good comparison. And I'd love them, like if Secret Location decided to make these kind of experiences, but interactive like Telltale Games, that would be super freaking awesome. And oh, I'd, be, be I'd be well into that. Yeah. But no, I was really impressed with it as well. Um, and, I, you know, I really wanted to kind of get the, the information out there. So I made a little snippet of a video as well, just showing like a, a short part of it. Because I think it's important, like these, these experiences tend to get kind of passed by by a lot of people, but yeah. it really is like the first few steps of a, like a new medium in VR. And I think it's very important. I, I I really think that is the case, like, you know, because this is this is something completely different from like what we normally play or what we normally, Mm. you know, if you go and see a movie, you don't get an experience like this where you're this really felt it didn't feel like I was watching a movie, but it felt like I went to the theater and you were like part of the theater. Yeah, that's how it kind of felt. That's a good analogy. I really like that. That concept. Yeah. Did this remind you guys, for those of you who've played it, of The Invisible Hours? Because to me it did, but it was a bit of a different thing because you were there there was no control panel there was no you had literally no control of what you were seeing other than with your head movements i kind of liked that step back i I liked them taking the control away and kind of it felt a little bit more intimate maybe that's what you're trying it's it's also like because like what mike said is more of like a like a curated experience because you know the the director has and i think that's a really good way forward because you know you want to show the audience the exact things that they need to need to look at, but the way that they experience it is different from person to person. And I think that's a really cool concept. Mm. A really great job that they've done with that. Yeah, definitely. So recommend to go and check out the Great Sea if you haven't checked it out already. Like say it's five five dollars or something like that on Steam and Oculus Home. Um, this week I checked out Twilight Path. Uh, it's made by Charm Games, so the same development studio that made Form. Uh, I really loved Form. I love puzzle games in VR, as you'll probably know. Uh, but Form was one of my favorites just because of the art style. It was very dark. It was kind of sci-fi, mysterious. 
And the puzzles weren't overly complicated, and it's the same in Twilight Path. But in form, the way the puzzles transformed from scene to scene was something like being in like the all spark in a Transformers movie. Like that's kind of how it all transforms around you, which is really cool. And I've never seen anything like that again since. Um, so I was kind of hoping for more of that in Twilight Path, but you don't get that because it's more of a fantasy uh, sort of universe kind of Japanese kind of ancient Japanese universe you, you sort of go to sort of kind of between the real world and the afterlife called twilight. Um, and you solve a bunch of puzzles in there, but it's the same sort of length as form. So you'll probably complete it in about an hour. Um, and again, like the puzzles are fairly straightforward, pretty basic. You're not going to be like scratching your head or like rage quitting on this one. You'll, you'll get through it. No problem. Um, and it did have some cool mechanics to it. Like, uh, you know, you, you do this mechanic where you put the controllers together and then you sort of bring them out again. So it's almost like feels like you're casting a spell, a bit like Doctor Strange. Um, and when you're rebuilding sort of broken parts of the world around you and they're kind of re-transforming back together again, that's really satisfying. Um, but overall, it just didn't sort of meet the polish and magic of form, in my opinion. Um, it kind of missed something. And by the end of it, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is kind of a, a bit of a missed opportunity because they, they've tried to add a few different things into it. Like they added um, like three characters that kind of help you lead you along your journey, but they ultimately fall a bit flat. You know, the voice acting was a bit, mm, and uh, they're kind of a bit unnecessary really because you're only really there for the puzzles anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the kind of the story kind of takes second place uh, to that. So it's kind of a missed opportunity uh, and a bit of a shame. So I was a bit disappointed with it and kind of recommended that people just go and check out Form if they haven't checked out that puzzle game already. Um, But also it kind of got me thinking of of Red Matter. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before that I think about that game regularly. And it's true, I do. Um, Because it's such such an underrated game, in my opinion. You know, it's a a standout puzzle game. It's got a really cool story to it. And it's really long as well. Did you beat it, Mike? Never. I, and this is the thing. I I, I, I want to go back and finish it, but it's finding time to do so. It's, it's Never so anyone, three hours in it. I, I'm the same. I've got this guilt trip, like this chip yeah, on my shoulder, which totally. is like, you haven't yeah. finished, especially when the dev team is so nice. I met they're, them in they're person. They're so nice. They're so like, nice. You got, you got this like guilt trip of like, I gotta do <laughs> right. it. Yeah, and it's, 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 that's a challenging puzzle game. The puzzle games are varied and very complex, and it's got this awesome story to it as well. So it, it hits everything, really. Well, in my opinion, these kind of games should be more on the uh, storefront. You know, it's it's almost Halloween. This is like kind of like a spooky spooky game. Just put it in a Halloween bundle or put it on the on the front again. Usually, mm-hmm. games have like a week to you know be on the front store of of home or maybe steam sometimes but then after that they never really come back and red matter really deserves that in my opinion totally i agree and echo would be in place but also for a couple of others like xing the land beyond or yeah i know Yes. And abduction. Abduction is the hardest puzzle game I've ever played. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because um, PD mentioned Zing um, on the video. He said, like, you know, you still haven't checked that out. And that's true. I haven't checked that out properly yet. So I do need to go <laughs> and check ju- that one out. You just mentioned it. In the yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's harping on you. Yeah, he, he does. He hounds me to play this game. And I will play it because puzzle games are my jam. So I will definitely check it out. Um, but let's move into some quick news this week. And first up is uh, Oculus Go is getting a VR cover. So I've been waiting for this news since like the Oculus Go released uh, about five months ago now because I use VR cover products on pretty much every headset I own. I use it on the Rift. I use it on the Vive Pro. I don't have one for the PSVR, actually, but I don't Do know if they made one. one. I'm PSVR, not quite sure, I think, actually. I think they just released a PSVR one. I'll look into that for sure, but I'm not sure. Um, But they recently just announced that they've uh, brought one out for the Oculus Go. Um, And the thing is, the great thing about these products is they're they're super comfortable to wear, especially for power users that use VR 
regularly, like daily. Uh, and also for devs and people that are demoing VR at events and, and stuff like that. You know, I think this is essential for them uh, because the original cloth and the foam of these normal sort of interfaces, they tend to soak up sweat and nasty stuff from your face or other people's faces, even worse. And, and then you have to put them on your own face again, and it's, it's not a very nice experience. Um, whereas the VR cover pads, they're kind of uh, wipe clean, you know, so they're very hygienic. Uh, as well as being comfortable as well. And it kind of looks like the kit with the Go is the same as the other kits. You know, they've got this kind of interface that replaces the whole Oculus Go interface and then has a Velcro lining around the edge. And then you can just Velcro pads on and off when you need to, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so that's really nice. Uh, the foam replacements that they're providing with this kit, they provide an extra large surface area. So, you know, you don't get those kind of red pressure spots when you take a VR headset off. It kind of spreads it all uh, across your face. So uh, that's really nice. And they use like a high quality vegan leather. So I don't even know what that is. I don't know what a vegan leather <laughs> is. Um, that's but, a sales uh, point. Yeah, I, I don't that's know how. It's like an <laughs> Oculus Connect. I was eating vegetarian chocolate chip cookies. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know how that works, but uh, apparently it's vegan leather. So okay. I'd love to know if you know how that works. Um, oh. But it's super soft, apparently, on the skin and easy to wipe between uses. So um, oh. if you're interested in a VR cover for your Go, you can pick them up uh, for pre-order now, and they'll begin shipping at the end of the month. And they're 29 US dollars, so relatively cheap as well. This so sounds like an ad. It every day does it, every time does. Like, I don't know, every time you talk about like the VR covers, it's like, They're I feel good. like I'm sponsored, but it's just legit yeah. good stuff. Yeah, like, yeah it really I'm, is. I'm the same. I mean, it's like, yeah. you, you get to a, a point with a product that you're so happy with it, that you're happy to give it free airtime. Like, and, and I'm the same way. I, I talk about yeah. VR cover on my show because it's like, it's that good. And it, it's the only really proper... Um, thing out there and it's been there since the I mean it's OG it's oh, like 2014 yeah. oh yeah for, sure. Like, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure they've been around forever and I, I didn't find any um, any reference of a PSVR one maybe that's just me getting my hopes up but then again good luck to the team for trying to find a form factor of how they attach to that one because some of their early Rift uh, attempts on the CV1 failed and they had to revise yeah but the, the, um, the, the, the number one thing that, that attracts me to go is the wider because taking a bit of pressure off from the go would be nice mm. just because I tend to like to have it uh, tighter. Yeah. That's just the way I am. Cause when, cause what happens for me, Mike, is you know, face your fears. If you, if you play the one with the snakes jumping at you, this is what I was doing. Now I've got a, I got a big enough nose, right? But like, I, I'd like snap to the left or snap to the right. Cause there's a snake coming at me. Right. So I'm naturally dodging it and the hard plastic would just whack against my nose. And so I would love to have, a cover mm. that would help me avoid that. So, uh, VR cover needs to make something for Zim's nose. Yeah. Got it. Well, no, maybe, it. Maybe this one might help him out. But like, it is a good point that you know we're not sponsored by VR cover. We'd love <laughs> to be, but we're not. Uh, but it's just a case of we yeah. recommend their products, we endorse them. We wouldn't recommend something we didn't endorse. Well, if we are way. advertising them anyway, I really like their merchandise too. Yes. Oh, yes, yeah. they make nice. They made a really yeah, awesome they, Christmas jumper last they, year. Yeah, yeah, Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe oh, they make yeah. a new one. Who knows? Yeah. Or, or they sell it. Do they still? I, th I think they still sell it. I think one. they still sell it on their store. You have to go and check it out. Yeah, for sure. And and and, and now this also explains why uh, Zim has, has such an interesting nose, people. <laughs> there you go. But interestingly, you were talking about uh, Face Your Fears, the snakes one, because I, on your recommendation, I, I recently tried um, 
the one where you get buried alive by a woman. Oh <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh, so no. if, if, you, if you haven't tried these on the go, oh. you need to try the Face Your Fears collection on the go. They're relatively cheap, like 79p each or something like that. But they're, they're worth it. They're just hilarious. The way you said that, Mike, like if you haven't tried, like, you know, getting buried alive, you know, you need to go and try it. You know, you need to go and yeah. try it on the Oculus Ghost or like... Sounds like I'm like Why? into that kind of, you know, like getting yeah. abused, you know. That's not true, but... Um. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, sure. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I'm going to say, Mike's got a lady. If you've got a lady, this 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 uh, this run through, this face your fears, is a very real fear. <laughs> My woman yeah. one day is going to put me in a wall and brick it up, you know what I mean? It, it, it's funny because at the time I was watching a lot of Killing Eve on BBC. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it's a really great show. But it kind of reminded me of that, and I kind of wanted to do like a spin-off episode like on the channel, but it didn't quite work out. So anyway, I digress. Uh, let's move into some other news, and that is uh, that PSVR is two years old. So happy birthday to Yay. PSVR. Uh, today, actually, this very day, celebrates their second uh, birthday because the PSVR launched on the 13th of October in 2016. And it launched with, launched with some decent titles, you know, like Batman, Arkham VR, Eve Valkyrie, uh, Riggs, Thumper, and sort of Job Simulator, to name a few. Um and then this year as well, in August, we got some news from PlayStation saying that they hit 3 million headsets sold, making it the number one selling high-end VR headset. Uh, and it's absolutely killing it right now, in my opinion. It's got some standout games. You know, we've had some great titles launched just recently with Killing Floor, uh, not Killing Floor, uh, Zero uh, Firewall, Zero Hour, and Astrobot Rescue Mission. You know, they're both amazing titles, I think, in my opinion. And uh, we've got some great titles to come as well. We've got like uh, Truth and Blood coming soon and also Beat Saber uh, releasing on the PSVR as well. So uh, yeah. they're killing it right now, I think, in, in BL. They have been killing it for like two years. Mm. I, I think there job. were rarely moments where PlayStation was falling flat. PlayStation VR, there were a few dull moments in the office, but overall pretty solid right mm, yeah i think yeah, i think you have been awarded very well when you bought the psvr a year ago or two years ago the stuff you 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 got from from sony it's like it's nice to be you know awarded for investing into a headset and i think a lot of people feel that with the psvr mm -hmm. you know yeah the, the thing is like um well i mean i think we all said that before like you know it's not like the premium headset that you know the hc5 or the or the rift is but the content that they deliver on their platform is definitely premium. Like it's very, very, very premium. It's more premium than a lot of the stuff that we're getting on the Rift or the Vive. Yeah. So. And, well, and also, I mean, they, they put their money behind it. They put their advertising behind it. Yeah. Um, and I, the only the only thing that I would probably pick on them for, I mean, they've got three million people with headsets or something like that now, right? It's it's mm -hmm. it's crazy the the platform scale for what it is. But they've done that growth. For anyone who's familiar with the PlayStation Store, and this is my gripe is how buried it is in mm. the store. Like yeah. you're still, it's a, probably about like 15 clicks to get to something you want to buy, which actually when it comes to consumer presence is a big deal. Um, so it, it still says to me that they're cautiously into that into those waters um, and they haven't kind of bumped us up the list just yet, but I, I'm sure it'll get there because I hear so many positive stories about people who pick up a PSVR and then are just like, I had no idea that I could get this quality VR for that cheap. Yeah, you know, and it really is. It's almost on par with the other big headsets. It's, it's I'm fun. even more excited when like um, they release like the next headset, and these ones are gonna be like you know be phased out a bit, and like people oh, are gonna yeah. buy them on second hand. There's gonna mm. be so much more people that will have virtual reality headsets, then they'll probably double in like no time. 
And while we're on the subject of that, because the Sony president, uh, Kenshiro Yoshida, confirmed that the company is working on the next generation hardware right now, which I don't think is, is, a, is a great secret because, you know, I'm sure Microsoft are doing the same as well with the Xbox. However, you know, it is exciting, like you say, to think that there might be a second generation PSVR in the works right now. And I was kind of wondering, what would you guys ask for in a second gen PSVR headset in terms of features? Like I, you know, uh, so it's probably going to be the old inside-out tracking to avoid the problem of the 180. That's the number one thing because that's the biggest fo- failing point for me is the fact that you have to stay, you know, it's, like that is your tracking volume. You know, you, you go beyond that and you feel it, and it interrupts so many games doing that. So that mm-hmm. that's the, that's the one but, for me, Mike. But other than that, I wouldn't really ask for that much more. Like I wouldn't, for example, like one like. Um, I don't know, like a higher resolution or something like that. I mean, it's nice, but it isn't something that is really required. I, I would just like to see even more virtual reality games. And f- for me, the- though, like it's the controllers. Like I, I would, I would want better yeah, controllers. Still, like, even, <laughs> even, though, even though, even Bring though, if they, if they make, if they keep the same controllers but the tracking is improved, then I'm actually quite good with it. I think the problem is really with the move that. controllers. It's like it's. It's like four, five-year-old technology. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. It feels kind of Still weird. better than the Vive. Still better than the Vive. <laughs> no way. Uh, Vive controllers. Okay. Yes, Vive controllers are definitely worse than the Moves. Hey, can someone make 100%. a mod for Zim where he can only play with the PS Move controllers with his Vive? Yeah. Can we yeah. Can we please have something like that? I, like, I, would, I, would, yeah. I would take them anytime. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you okay. why. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. <laughs> because the second... The interference you get between the two controllers, I don't know about you guys, but I don't tend to keep my hands like this, you know, like when I'm doing stuff, reloading a gun. Every time I get this scrapey plastic thing, which is like nails on a chalkboard to me, (laughs) I can't stand playing games on the Vive, on the controllers. The headset is fine. The controllers... Or or Zim as a trauma. But I would would prefer (laughs) tracking over that. I prefer a more accurate tracking than the. Yeah, the but that, that's what I what I said as well. Yeah. Like you know, I, I want the tracking to improve, but the controller itself is not really that big of an issue for me. Of course, you know, if I can get like full finger tracking and all that kind of stuff, that that would be nice. But that's not going to happen in the next generation, I think. But if they're going to improve on the controllers, then improve on what they should improve on the headset as well, and that is tracking. You know, if, if just yeah, the tracking yeah. is going to be better. Mm-hmm. Then I'm then I'm actually already quite good. I, I just imagine I have this nightmare of of them having more like colored balls hanging off of this oh, thing. No. It's like six colored balls per controller. Please don't do that. I, I, I'd like a thumbstick as well. I'd like a thumbstick as well. I think. Great. Yeah, yeah. Thumbstick, I yes. think we all like thumbsticks, but maybe, maybe, maybe they deliver shoes. Maybe they they'll make shoes for the for the virtual reality headset. You know, you need to put them on your feet, and you know, you run like that. Yeah. Cyber shoes, or or, or, or Ozana band, or whatever that. Ozana band, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah Ozana Get choked band. out in Skyrim. I would so go for that. You know, I'd go for a pain band, Mike. I yeah, would. you would. I bet you would. Kinky bastard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on then. So to celebrate, uh, you know, the fact that oh PSVR is two years old, yeah. I thought I would give you some nice um, stats. So at the, I'd give you the be- the five best selling games for PSVR since launch. To the beginning of October, based on the US dollar amount sales, and that's physical and digital. So, you ready for this? Top five. This was provided by Matt Piscatella, US video games industry analyst. So, <laughs> if it's wrong, blame him. <laughs> Number five is Drive Club VR. Possibly the worst VR racing what? game I've ever played. No yeah, way. That's horrible. Yeah, man. Oh, is my. That, that's number five. That's number five. But that's I think number five? five. 
A lot I think of people probably oh. bought that, yeah. I think that's due to being a very early title and probably yeah. a pack-in title with the oh, yeah, it was, PlayStation it was, yeah. VR. No, also yeah. the only racer that was available for about a year. Mm -hmm. Like, until Dirt Rally came out on it, that was, like, the only oh, yeah. thing you could play on it. And there's loads of people who love consoles and things like GT. Yeah. Gran Turismo, so. Yeah. Uh, so number four is Skyrim, which we expected that to be in the top five, I think. Uh, number three is Batman Arkham VR, which is a great title still, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, number two, which I haven't experienced myself, is PlayStation Worlds VR. Um, so it's kind of like a demo disc, but again, that's because it was a pack-in yeah. title, I think. And then number one, which did surprise me, is Farpoint. Wow! And oh. I think I think the reason really? why it made so much money is was because it was a pack-in with the aim, and the aim probably adds up to the the amount of money it made. So yeah. uh, it was the only way to get an aim for a long time. Yeah. We're just lucky all that Beat Saber hasn't come out yet because that will hit the top one spot <laughs> yeah. in like no time. Yeah, It'll be uh, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I think these 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 numbers will change significantly over the next six months, especially with Firewall, Astrobot, and Beat Saber, like you say. Um, yeah. But they're the who, current. Who made that prediction of us last year? Like someone said, like, what is your favorite? VR game and someone said Firepoint or we had Firepoint in the mix. We did like a like a little uh, prediction I thing. I probably put it pretty high up there because I really liked that one. And I know mm, that Zim yeah. really liked it with the Firepoint with the M controller uh, yeah. as well. Uh, again, going back to this whole idea of being in a movie, Farpoint, if you want to sit down for, sorry, stand up for eight hours and strap a sub pack to you, my God. Yeah. And just, just quick as well, like just want to throw it out there. If you're looking for a PS aim game, um, and you're thinking of Farpoint or Evasion, go and play Farpoint. Like, I don't rate Evasion very much in my mind. And I, I don't so want to ask you, I, I, I so wanted to ask you, come on, let's break the rule. Tell, tell us about Evasion. Come I don't, on, I don't, I don't want to break the rules, but I will be talking about it more in next week's episode, next week's episode right. of the show. I will talk about it more there, but I, spoiler alert, I didn't rate it at all as a, as a shooter. Um, but let's get into Astrobot because uh, sort of on the same theme as, as PSVR. And uh, this week we've got uh, a demo coming out. So if you haven't experienced Astrobot and you Free. don't want to... Yep. Smart. And, so smart. And you don't want to nice. just go and spend some of oh. your hard-earned cash without trying it out for yourself, there's going to be a free demo on the PSN available on Tuesday, uh, the 16th of October. And then you can just check out a small snippet of the game um you know like i bought it this week as well i haven't had much time to play it i played like the first level but it does kind of live up to a lot of the hype that i've been reading about this game it's super polished the platforming is just super satisfying and i just can't wait to go and play some more so i would totally recommend you at least go and check out the demo and then if you like that go and buy the game the thing, the thing for demos. me uh, was uh, that it, it's more than just like you know i mean the story that is not really there but the level design and like the interaction that you have with the characters is so so much fun Mm. That uh, it, it just becomes like a great title like that. Yeah, yeah. really like a lot it. Of, a lot of people have commented. I I'm trying to fix my PlayStation VR stream PC at the moment, so I can't yet quite play it. Um, people say the levels are almost like their own characters. Like they yeah. from, from level yeah, to definitely. level. There's so much change that again, akin to something like a Mario Galaxy or whatever. Mm. That mm. You, you but take even a lot of the even the titles of the, of the level are really well done. The titles really? of the levels. Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely. So one thing I noticed when I played the first level, uh, it's not really much of a spoiler, but when you collect all these little robots that are scattered along uh, the level that you kind of have to, you know, they're hidden, you have to collect them. There's eight in each one. Uh, when I collected them all at the end, they were all sort of there doing a little dance. And then one of them was doing like a little floss dance. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. Simple things please me, I have to say. Yeah, um, we know. We know, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So let's uh, spin on then and talk about the releases uh, coming next week. And there's not really much, so I thought I'd pick some fun ones. And this is this is kind of a funny one for you to check out. Um, have you ever heard of that TV show called uh, Hole in the Wall? Yeah, Where, you know, was, like the characters... I played already a couple of games like that. I, I remember seeing you have done that. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, though, the one you played. Neither do uh, I. Unbreakable um, VR Runner? That's it, Unbreakable Probably VR Runner. One. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the Hole in the Wall TV show, basically <laughs> it has contestants on the show and there's a wall that comes towards them and there's like a shape of a person in the wall cut out and they have to replicate that shape uh, to go through it. And essentially the same thing is being brought into VR in this game called Fit It. Uh, but the interesting thing about this game is they use three Vive trackers. So they're kind of narrowing their the, 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 the market a little bit because oh, uh, yeah. I don't really know many people that own two trackers, let alone three. But they use one for each feet, one for each foot, sorry, and then one for your waist. And then you have to replicate the movements in huh. real life. But the cool thing, what they've done is they've used an in-game camera that captures the footage from kind of like a mixed reality view, kind of a bit like what Beat Saber people do now on you know, live streams from that mixed reality view. So you can capture it in such a funny way that it would look hilarious in a video or a live stream. I'd love to stream it. When I, when I saw the video for it, I was like, oh, this is straight on the stream. I didn't know you needed the trackers, though. How much is a tracker per pop? A hundred bucks, I think. Oh gosh, three hundred yeah. quid for three trackers. Maybe it's a hundred bucks for two. Someone will have to confirm it in the chat. Wow. I'm not a hundred percent sure because uh, I don't have any myself. But um, I'd love to have some to check this game out. I think it'd be a I'll lot. Check of fun. out the price. Yeah, sure. But you need um, three. You need that's, three that's of them, a lot, which like, isn't unusual. I mean, I yeah, two. I haven't, I haven't unpacked them yet, but they're hundred and twenty euro. They're a hundred pounds. Holy Each. moly. Each. Oh crap! So they are expensive. Oh yeah, and don't forget the 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 VIP shipping HTC does with the champagne and the limousines that come bring it to you. You know, it's always very oh, right. very who, cheap. Who who <laughs> who actually is targeting a market here with this game? I'm I'm sorry. This is a, a dead yeah game it's from like, the start. It's like super niche. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I get it. <laughs> Maybe those niche. people don't care. They're just like, hey, let's make something crazy. Let's make something there, just you know? fun. Yeah. That's the usual deal. And I think it's kind of one of those games that if you saw it on a stream or a video, you'd be like, what the heck is this? It looks just hilarious. So maybe yeah. that's kind of their marketing strategy. Yeah. Who knows? Let's say you don't have these trackers. You can play Unbreakable VR Runner and do the same thing. But I think it's more fun with trackers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to try out these trackers. I've never tried them before. Um, yeah. So I should, I should get some to experiment. Um, so keep an eye out on the channel for that maybe in the future. Um, so another thing that's releasing next week, which Zim might be happy about, is Firewall Zero Hour is releasing some DLC. So I'm not I'm not sure if it's paid. I'm not sure if it's paid or if it's free. So they haven't they haven't stated that yet. But it comes out on Tuesday, the 16th, um, and it's a DLC pack that includes some new items, some skins to customize your character, and weapons. Uh, so new weapons in there as well to throw into the mix. And apparently it completely changes the sort of style of play a little bit. Um, so you've got that. And the devs also stated in a recent blog post that they'll be focusing more on improvements in the near future, such as weapon offset options, improvements to smoke grenades and noisemakers to make them more useful. And also, which I thought was really cool, uh, better anti-aliasing for PS4 Pro owners. The biggest problem the game has, and I wonder if they're going to patch it out with this new DLC or just patch it out, is the issue is you you can, um, there's a signal jammer and you can hide those. There's certain exploits whereby you can hide the signal jammer, like tuck it away and and um, basically it's an exploit in the game. Right. And it's been wrecking games for some time. But I'm quite excited the fact that they are bringing stuff out already yeah. because... 
as I said, just I think it was last week when I was trying to reintegrate myself after OC5 with the wonderful Firewall community who just mopped the floor with me. Yeah. And I totally lost. I need to jump into that game again because that was like, is it really this hard now? Is it that like two weeks? And it's just like I can't get a single. I got one kill in like a three hour play session. Wow. So, so people have got good. Yeah, people got good, so I need mm. to get good, so. But interestingly, while we're on the subject of Firewall, the devs were at LeapCon, so they were at LeapCon checking out the Magic Leap, so maybe Firewall might be coming to the Magic Leap in the future, who knows? But we'll be talking about more about that in uh, in a little bit, but let's talk about uh, Borderlands 2 VR first, because that was some super exciting, unexpected news from Gearbox Software this week that they're bringing their classic shooter Borderlands 2 to virtual reality. And I think you could play this previously using Vorpex and stuff like that, right? Um, you could, yeah. You could play anything with Vorpex. <laughs> I don't think it was a great experience, but um, now it's going to be like a proper VR title, which is cool. Uh, it's going to be a PlayStation VR timed exclusive, though. So it's going to come to PSVR first and then PC VR later on, but we don't know when. But uh, PC, uh, PSVR is getting it on the 14th of December. So hopefully early next year will be for PCVR uh, users. But you guys have all played Borderlands 2. Like, we've all played it, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, quite an, it's quite an old game now. Like, it came out in, like, 2012. What's yeah. the name of that goddamn robot? Claptrap? Claptrap. Claptrap, yeah. Oh, Claptrap, please. I... I love that guy. Can I strangle him in VR? I love him. <laughs> yeah, I just love him just too. go just go him. up the stairs, then then you're you know yeah. you're safe. That's all. Yeah, he can't <laughs> go upstairs. That's true. Although yeah. he can jump. Although, well, in in the pre sequel, he was in zero gravity because he so he could just fly yeah, upstairs. Well, I see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but for those of you that are not familiar with Borderlands Two, it's like an epic shooter. You've got tons of loot, so that was like kind of the main reward system in the game. You had all this loot that you could you could find, and a gazillion different combinations of guns. So no two guns were really the same and they all had different really different effects and styles so they were really cool as well it had a humorous story loads of interesting characters and also you could play four players online in co-op which was great as well so you could play it with your friends um but gearbox have claimed that they've done loads of research to make this game a really great port for virtual reality and uh make it really sort of you know interesting in terms of what they've done with it and finally being able to explore the world of pandora in vr with some new and interesting mechanics and skills that you couldn't play in the pancake version of the game so one of the one of the new skills that they've brought to the game is a take on bullet time, which we've been talking about on the show for ages now. We've we've ages. been asking for like a Max Payne style bullet time, you know, mechanic in a game. So we're finally getting it, and it's called Bamf Time. <laughs> and Bamf Time stands for badass mega fun time. <laughs> yeah, sure, right, yeah. Uh-huh. It does. This is true. This is legit. This is straight from the developers. Badass mega fun time. So when you activate Bamf Time. Uh, it'll give you the speed and reflexes of a rabid scad. <laughs> I ain't buying it, Mike. No? This is not fun reality podcast. Well, maybe it is. No, this is true. This is true. Fun, fun it will give you the speed and reflexes oh, the- of a rabid scad. I'm sure that's what they want us to believe. Allowing you to dodge bullets, pull off 360 no-scopes, and even use your action skill to fight off hordes of bandits, bully mongs, <laughs> and whatever Pandora will throw at you. Yeah, that's they, what they, they even showed in the trailer. They even yeah, showed it in the trailer. Yeah. 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 
They so they encourage people to just do 360 stuff with their PlayStation VR. Yeah, and, and they're just like they also. I think as somewhere in 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 like the press release from 2K, they said even like uh, some like groundbreaking, puking, awesome shooter thing. Yeah. It's like okay, you know that's like typical uh, 2K slash uh, Gearbox yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're having a lot of fun with this one by by the looks of things, and in, and in it another works so twist, well, though, because uh, yeah. I mean it's cel shaded graphics. So that will yeah. work really, really well in virtual reality. Yeah, and you're also going to be able to drive vehicles first person for the first yeah. time as well. Yeah, uh, that's which nice. is going to be really interesting. That's for the first time for the title. Right? Yeah, but, the title didn't. Use but let me let me destroy the excitement for a second. No, no, no co-op, no multiplayer. No. Just yet, yet. I think uh, on PC they might go for it, but on PlayStation they are skipping it. Yeah, I hate people yeah anyway. that's, that's what they also did with Creed, right? They skipped uh, the co-op. Uh, but that's the strange thing, you know, like they, they said, oh, it's a single player game. And I, I never looked at Borderlands as a single player game. I always no. saw it as like a co-op adventure yeah, with your here. friends. I did. I saw it as a single player play. Never, never played, never played a co-op. What? <laughs> I could like, honestly, I could never play Borderlands alone. Like it's a game, like the first one I played alone because it was the first time Borderlands came out but then the 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 second one and then also the pre-sequel i played everything with my friends so much fun Mm. so much fun to share you know uh, to level up together to throw weapons at each other like hey do you need this and i found that you want to have it i I love that i'm with rowdy on this one because borderlands for me like the with any game where you have to go take down a boss or something and other people have already done it and you haven't done it yet and it's this whole level scaling and i'm gonna get a weapon or i'm not gonna get a weapon Maybe it was just me and my buddies, but I didn't find it much fun. Like I, I, I preferred I'd prefer to play it, and I'm actually quite enticed by doing this in VR because what Rowdy said. I, I, I have to reiterate for some reason that cell shaded graphics thing. Not only because it's drawing better performance, but that type of thing, just like in the Great Sea, looks amazing in VR for some mm. reason. Like you lose all the screen door effect <laughs> when you're looking at content like that. Mm. Yeah. I think the the thing I'm going to do the most in this VR version is go to Moxie's place and just uh, uh, try to gamble all my money to win nice stuff. Oh, I thought you meant for a different reason there. No, uh, no, no, no. Like, candy, no? <laughs> some, some people might, but uh, let's say the the casino uh, vibe you get in Borderlands, it's so addicting. Like you spent all of your shit there. It's whoa, whoa, whoa! Tell me, what 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 can you play? I don't know this. What you can gamble. Yeah, you, can you can gamble. Actually gamble. Yeah. yeah, you can oh, like gamble. A, like, a, like a casino type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and win weapons and things like that. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if they did a play on words because there's a uh, film quite famous called Molly's Game, uh, which is which is uh, based on a true story. And, and I think this, that lady's name is Moxie, right? Yeah. She, is it based on a story of a person that spent 15 hours just in Moxie's tavern <laughs> looking at her? <laughs> no, not quite. All right. It's a whole heisty type That's thing. yours. Anyway, you can look it up later. That's my story. <laughs> the story of Mike. I'm, the I'm sad sure story of Mike. I can tell you right now that they, since they added like new features to Borderlands to kind of hype up the VR stuff, I think they will do something with Moxie in, in that, that sense. And what that oh, is, like yeah. that's up to your own imagination, but... I think they Pity. will do something. Yeah. Pity just, I'm, I'm unfortunately, I think you just popped your bubble, maybe, Nathy. Apparently, that's DLC. <laughs> uh, DLC? No, the, is that a DLC? No, it was DLC in the original game, but it's all going to be included in this one, apparently. Oh, so it's a oh, full... is it, are they pulling a Skyrim on this? They're pulling everything in. Yeah. I believe so, because she features in the trailer, so she must be in it. Yeah. And it's 60, 60 bucks. It's. Uh... Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Ow. Yeah. Ouch. Okay. Uh, but, Ow. but I'm excited about this one. But like you say, maybe when they bring it to PC VR, 
they'll enable these co-op options because I really want to play it co-op to be honest with my friends uh, but that's just me uh, yeah. well, at least, you, at so least you have one friend <laughs> that does like to to play uh, co-op stuff so yeah. I'll play with you guys well, I'll play with well, you guys I don't although mind. none of you wanted to play co-op with evasion with me but Okay, now, I can, now I can understand why. Yes, <laughs> I did, Mike. Oh, you you did. were asleep. Oh, no, that's no, true. No, no. You did offer. You, did offer. you texted sorry, me when I was sorry. working and slaving away at my job, you know, like some yeah. regular people here have to do, yeah, you no. know? But the no. reason why I mention evasion is because some, some publications out there said that evasion was like the borderlands of VR, <laughs> and, it, and it's really okay. not. Like, it's, it's really not. So no, no yeah. excuses from me. I mean, I could have played with Mike, but I just evaded evasion. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you you dodged the bullet. I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bad jokes aside, let's talk about LeapCon. So this week, Magic Leap hosted its first conference, LeapCon, which started on Tuesday, the 9th of October, in Los Angeles. Uh, did you guys get your invite? <laughs> yeah, no. I did. But I, I couldn't go. go. I I couldn't go. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we didn't get invited. Uh, but a bit like Oculus Connect, which we did get invited to, uh, it's a conference where developers, creators, media, and enthusiasts get together to connect and inspire each other to create the applications of the future. And for those that don't know what the Magic Leap is all about and are confused by this whole thing, well, it's a headset. Well, it's an augmented reality headset. Uh, it released a few months back. It's similar to the Microsoft HoloLens in that it's an augmented reality headset. You put it on, your real world around you is still there, but it's, uh, you know, characters and objects are projected, overlaid onto the real world, and they remain persistent in that world. So you can actually walk around them, which is really cool. Um, right now... It's standalone. Yeah, yeah it's, standalone it's standalone, super expensive, over two grand. Uh, <laughs> and you can only buy one in the US right now and have someone drive it to your house and personally fit it well, to your face. Not anymore after the announcement at LeapCon where they now ship it to everyone. Oh, so you can buy one now? Yes. Does that mean you're yes. going to buy one now, Nathie? Stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I like, I don't want to make any promises, but yes, I have a very, like, I really want to want to get one. But first I need to ask my, my, my private Santa Claus. Okay. So do you get the... the, the <laughs> That's how it's over Do you get the limousine experience where they pull up and fit it to your face as well? Or do you just get it shipped out in a box with a different attachment? I think, I think they just ship it then. I think that was the problem with just shipping within America. You know, you would buy one and mm. then they, um, you know, they would just fit it uh, for you. And now I don't think they have like every, like they don't have someone in every country to help you out. No. Okay. Um, so I can imagine... Um, so when you get the 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 uh, conversion rate in terms of price, what's that going to be like in Europe? Because I know we get stung quite a bit for that. Depends what- depends on how you ship it. I mean, if you ship it like a consumer, yeah, then you're gonna pay the the, the best price you can can get. But if so, you're smart about it, then it doesn't really. So they're still shipping them from the states. Then I take it they're not. Sh- well, you know, Mike, Mike, like I'm not, I'm not going to make make it too complicated here, but let's say you could buy one straight away from their website and then get hit by taxes or you let someone else buy it for you and then try to kind of, you know, use some smart tricks and then pay less. There's uh, also intermediaries, right, that, that offer that service as well. Yes, where it's well, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Import anything from the U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit, those exist so a bit well. like what we've mentioned before, and so someone's just wearing them through security as glasses. Yeah. These are my new sunglasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Right, okay, so if you don't get a box, yeah. you know why. Um, so apparently also during the event, they announced that they're going to be uh, experimenting with a second controller. So you could potentially use two Six Degrees of Freedom controllers. Um, and they're going to be potentially bringing that to uh, the headset in 2019. 
But in terms of everything else, let's talk about what they showed off to get us excited about the future of AR at the show. So first up, they had something which is pretty cool, I thought, which was iris detection login. So the headset can use the eye tracking on the device to read your iris and know that it's you to differentiate between different users and log you into your own account. So I thought that was kind of cool. Wait, wait, wait. Is this already implemented in the headset or is this something that they want to do in the future? So the eye tracking is already implemented in the headset and they use that technology to... the iris detection. Yeah, they use that technology to use, to to detect your iris. Yeah, apparently. It's already ready. Already ready, but the, the, the update is coming later. But okay. the technology is already in the headset, apparently. Okay. Uh, so, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I don't know how mm-hmm. you feel about these things scanning your eyeballs, but I don't know. <laughs> Zim, Zim, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what you think about this. No, it's fine. I mean, there's actually a couple of headsets that are the whole kind of beam onto your retina, uh, which are more invasive than oh. their technology. I, I, was, the, I was looking for some sort of like, you know, tinfoil hat sort of reaction. Yeah, I got it. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting the label. Yeah. It's not everything. Uh, okay. High bandwidth frequencies, though. That pretty much <laughs> but, but, but cannot massage your eyeballs. Apparently not. Sorry. No. Sorry. I really wouldn't want that. No? So Why not? Alongside the, uh, the iris detection thing, they, they announced like a bunch of experiences in games. And the first up is Dr. Grodbort's Invaders. Uh, that was developed by Weta Game Shop and was actually one of the first games they ever showed off on the Magic Leap. I don't know if you remember the trailer like three years ago of like robots coming through the wall. That's essentially what this game is now. Um, it's kind of like a steampunk robot shooter where you have like a ray gun and these robots are coming through portals in your room. So obviously the, the Magic Leap scans your environments and walls and puts those kind of portals yeah. on the walls and then robots come through them and invade your home, which is kind of cool. Plus, plus Weta is not like a small fish. It's like a... Oh, yeah. You know? like Weta are legit. Like, you know, they're, they're based on like visual effects in movies and stuff like that. They have some amazing pedigree there from their studio. So, yeah, they're, they're the game, legit. The game, the game's, the game's uh, premise and, and the technology it's using is actually one of the things that impressed me the most about HoloLens. Mm-hmm. Like when you've got things coming through the wall or, you know, you're interacting with objects that are including behind... That's new uh, for Magic Leap, including behind like a desk or a table or something. It actually sounds like it, not, it won't be a system seller, let's say, at that price for the headset, but it's the first thing that I've seen that actually looks like a game I'd be interested in playing. Yeah, and it's actually free. Uh, if you have a Magic Leap right now, oh. you can download it for free from the Magic Leap store. Um, and it's kind of like everything like this right now that I'm about to mention. They're all kind of tech demos, really. They're not really yeah. uh, charging you for these experiences. They're just testing the waters and putting something out there. Is, is um, it still, by the way, that you can like see through the objects? Because that kind of like triggered me a bit like yes like that, you know that, that you can see like what is still behind there like it's like more like a hologram than like something exactly that's physically there exactly that it's more like a hologram case. exactly oh, okay. it's still the same now well that depends yeah. i think that depends on like you tried it once right it depends on how they set it up if you turn up the brightness to a higher level mm. it's not not a hologram anymore but like, like uh, of course you also always see through it mm. but if the, the brightness is higher you don't you don't really see that anymore I tried it for literally like a minute. I, I really don't have much experience with it. I just saw a little dinosaur and I was like, I could walk yeah. around it and I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then yeah. they took it away from me and wouldn't let me touch it again. So, <laughs> um, but the cool the dinosaur th- or the headset, Mike? both. <laughs> uh, the, the interesting thing about this, uh, Dr. G's invaders is that when you shoot these robots though, because obviously the magic leap scans your environments. If you've got a sofa there, the way that you shoot the robot, the way it falls could fall on your sofa and then kind of roll off it. So that's kind yeah. of an interesting thing about it. You know, your objects are used in the game as well. 
uh, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, also, the game that we've all been waiting for is Angry Birds FPS, <laughs> first-person slingshot edition. Um, again, it's available for free on Magic Leap right now and has 28 levels. And it's just like you would imagine Angry Birds to be wow. in augmented reality. You use a slingshot to pull the to pull the birds back, fire at those pesky pigs in their little mountains. Those things that, like, you know, if you took Super Mario and, and put it into VR, it wouldn't necessarily be fun. You know? Yeah, like I, I kind of feel like Angry Birds in VR. It's a tech, uh, it's a, it's a tech demo. It's, it's a tech, tech demo. demo. Yeah. But as you That's said, this thing. is definitely like the DK one days for for Magic Leap, where most of the stuff you can get on it, I guess, are free. And, yeah, uh, it's but it's a, it's around. not a consumer headset, so it makes sense. This is a development kit, so it's to show other yeah. developers. What you can do, but I do have to say, for the consumer market, they are very appealing right now. They, you know, the way they show things off, the way they talk about AI, like a lot of people get excited about it, and mm. they kind of build up a community already of people like that want to be on board with this. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of go for the developers. If you, if you well, look in the, on the Twitter, they weren't all too, too like you know pleased about what they showed at uh, at LeapCon. Um, there was a lot of negativity around it as well, which I don't know if it's such a great idea for a device that is such so new and is still aiming for a consumer market. Mm. But then again, they, are, they are not aiming for a consumer market; they are just appealing to the consumer market. But yeah, they but are just eventually. In- eventually, I'm, I'm assuming that they want to hit the consumer market, right? Yeah, but they're they not going to hit the consumer market within the let's let's say first two three years. So that's uh, pretty that's far what I'm away. Saying. It's it's a dangerous thing if they don't appease them right now. Say if you let's say if you do a live stream uh, and you show off AR stuff, then there are going to be some people out there that might not share the same message or do not really understand where they want to go to. This is very sure, early sure. stuff. But I'm but also conscious about the general opinion. Mm. But also yeah. the general opinion on VR is pretty negative as well, I would say right yeah, now. Yeah. So it's kind of like just a case True. of fringe technology. People are very skeptical until they actually try it, I think. And that's the problem with yeah. these devices that are so personal to people because... Yeah. You know. Well, patience, patience is also key, key mm. in case of like VR and AR in, in general, mm. I would say. I'm, yeah. I'm really curious at, um, about, about, I don't know if you, any of you have experience with it yet, but what does Magic Leap use as its interface for downloading apps to the standalone headset? Uh, I presume it cables to a machine and then has some kind of equivalent of like an Oculus Home for loading content. But where you get that content from, again, I'm thinking back to the Oculus Share days of like, you know, grabbing demos and this no, and that off of mega share it's just like the know. oculus go it has its own storefront inside okay. so you just download straight so to the Wi-Fi. device yeah okay. exactly so it's Wi-Fi. yeah yeah um so the other game that was announced was star wars project borg <laughs> <laughs> so uh industrial light and magic x labs announced uh project borg and you will need to gain the trust and affection of your porgs by offering them treats and playing with them. <laughs> you can teach them how to maneuver real-world environments with careful instructions from Star Wars's most meticulous droid, C-3PO. Okay. What? Oh, so you play as C-3PO? No, 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 no. He tells you what to do, and then you have to to to, to nurture some porgs. Okay. Him, Don't eat them. Bitch. Don't eat them like right. like Chewbacca did. Um, so again, it's wow. kind of just a little, a little taste of what they can do. But again, you know, I, I doubt this will even be around when it comes to consumer ready. They'll have something major, I'd imagine, ready by that time. It's it's weird though. Like most of the like people that announce something also appeared on stage at Connect. <laughs> it's like the same like uh, woman yeah. who also announced Fader uh, Immortal for the Quest, and then we had like Insomnia oh, games also like popping up out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like yeah. you really see that VR and AR, you know. 
it will yeah. come together uh, after all and that also to share the same you know uh, space yeah. yeah and it's interesting you mentioned insomniac because they they've made a game as well called seedling and basically you become a seedling scout and you have a little box and in that is like an alien life form plant basically that grows and a bit like the pork thing you have to nurture it you have to feed it regularly and it'll grow and then you kind of get rewards for it for looking after it properly um so it's kind of like a plant an augmented reality plant that you look after so that's their application i i actually think this park thing like uh, although it that immediately doesn't attract me what does is a companion uh, that you could have in an AR headset. So in other words, if you're sat there, don't have a family, don't, you know, you just wake up in the morning and it's, it's dark and cold or whatever, like to have, even if you're in a, if, say you're in a high rise in Tokyo, you're not allowed a dog or anything like that. All you can have is fish, like to have something that greets you in the morning, like gives you that kind of extra oomph to life. I can totally see that being a main a mainstream thing when we actually hit full on on AR. This is basically um, I, just like the future of Tamagotchis, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I think <laughs> in, it's the in future a way. Of, of even, you know, uh, kind of a virtual partnership. Yeah. I mean, at the moment, I don't know. I don't have any friends who, um, you know, wake up in the morning and log into a chatbot and the chatbot goes, oh, morning, Mike. Yeah. Have you had your coffee yet? You know, anything like that. But AR actually brings that closer to home and you'd actually be able to have a uh, real social interaction where like, that like the fall gets to know the you. robot from fallout like that <laughs> or is he too annoying or maybe a little claptrap don't even uh, start <laughs> if there was claptrap in my morning geez, or, I'd jump. or a furby you know so you make a good point though. you make a good point and 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 we should, it kind of brings us on nicely to the the final thing we're going to talk about that was shown off at leapcom and that was uh micah and she, well, they don't say it's a she. Well, they, they did refer to her as a she once, but she's supposed to be asexual. So, you know, um, either either or. Um, but it, in my mind, Micah kind of looks like Angelina Jolie from Hackers from 1995. I don't know if you remember that movie, but, uh, you yeah, know, the short, yeah. short hair, kind of similar sort of features as well. Um, but Micah is being touted as an ideal interface for the human-centered AI. So, it, you know, sh you could put the headset on and a bit like what you're saying in the morning, hey, Micah, what's up? Show me, like, my my email or my messages or like, what's going that, on today that, and that, that kind of thing. That makes much more sense. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I really don't get why they've been showing all those games and those experiences because... I, I don't see that for AR at all. Like, not, I, especially not at the beginning. Like, maybe if like the games get so interesting and so well developed, maybe then. But when I think about AR, I think about, you know, utility, uh, layer over the reality, um, yep. GPS, social interaction, improved reality, architecture, those kind of things. And in, indeed, AI. But I, I, I don't, I find it so weird. They, a large part of that conference was like so focused on games and showing off tag demos that had nothing to do in my mind with ar because you could take away the reality that you were overlaying and just make it a i don't know like a virtual reality room you'd be playing virtual reality and would probably be a better experience i i don't really see the sense of doing that like why they did that i think i think that's just a marketing strategy plus if you are a company a development studio who you know says like hey we build a an AR game, even that it might not even be that successful, it's still like, hey, we're dipping our toes into the waters of AR. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. it's just to kind of like market from your, from their side, and also magically like, you yeah. know, again showing some appeal to the audience because mm -hmm. this kind of makes it to the front pages of yeah. some websites, even that That's it might not what, be. What, yeah, I, I just have a really, like, really double feeling about that. You're both making excellent points because. 
I think that when you're showing off something to a room of people, people are at the moment, and I don't think it's it's rightly placed actually. People are at the moment kind of scared to show off, you know, oh, here's how you can measure something with an AR headset or, you know, because like if, if you watch any other mm. um, unveiling of AR tech, even like like Apple did it, most people are like, hmm, ha, right? And, and they might think to themselves, oh, that's really interesting. You're not going to get a wow out of that, right? Mm. So I, I, I hear what Nathan's saying. I think you've made some very good points there, Rowdy, about AR because we, we, we heard it in chat as well. Cybus was, was, was mentioning, you know, AR for games, as you say, isn't matured to the right point yet. And they should really mm. be focusing on... Yeah, on that makes more sense. But again, like show, show, even showing VR stuff, AR has the same problem on a, on a flat screen to an audience. It just doesn't do anything. You really need to experience it for yourself to mm. understand it. But it's still less because, you know, like... like like for example, they're showing off like that you're shooting, uh, and like the you know the room opens up and they show the portal coming out. But imagine doing that in your you know your bedroom, or imagine doing that in some kind of like steampunk environment where everything works together. That feels much more solid than doing it in in your own bedroom where all of a sudden there's like steampunk arriving. I, I, yeah, it just doesn't really tick with me. I don't mm. know. Maybe it's me. Mm. But this um, Mica AI, you know, Mm -hmm. this touted new interface that you can just talk to, a bit like Siri, but, you know, she's portrayed as a person. Uh, They use uh, some really interesting tech for, like, realistic eye movement and and gaze. That's really cool. Um, And they use AI components to track uh, the user. So when the user moves, her eyes move, and her body language and her posture changes as well. And it's kind of all designed to evoke natural reactions from you as a user to make it kind of feel more human like you know so you're just kind of talking to someone else rather than a, a robot or someone that's not really there a bit like what um, zim was saying you know you wake up in the morning you have this person that you can talk to you know which is kind of interesting it's really scary mike that you had this uh for today's show and i didn't know <laughs> that's one piece i didn't know we were going to cover and i like talked about it. you're like i've just got the perfect thing for you zim here's a slice of the presentation that you missed <laughs> yeah uh, that was great yeah so that was kind of like a, a roundup of what was shown off um at at LeapCon, you know, if you're excited about it or not, I think it's super interesting what they're doing. Uh, you know, like I say, I've tried a Magic Leap for like a minute. I was impressed with that, actually. More impressed than I probably thought I would be. And I'm excited to try out more stuff on the Magic Leap in the future. But I think these things are just going to be little bite-sized experiences to get you excited and show you what can be possible in AR. Um, but let's round up the show and talk about Nintendo NS glasses. Um <laughs> We've talked about this before about like, you know, uh, a switch VR mode. You know, we uncovered it. Someone uncovered it in the menu system that, you know, you can enable a VR mode. Uh, but we didn't really know and no one official said anything about it. Uh, but this company uh, called um, XClim have designed a headset which you slot in your Nintendo Switch in the back of it. Uh, so it looks like a VR headset. But is it a VR headset? Well, that's a good <laughs> Looks question. Looks like 3D head. Yeah, it, it does. It, <laughs> it's so it, 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 it is so long. It's so long. It's so long. But Xclim, they have a website, NS Glasses. You can check it out. Uh, but they're really scant on like information on there. They've got no specs, no detail on there. Just nice pictures of the headset. Um, and they basically say that you can play any Nintendo Switch game and it'll make it 3D, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, they say it uses passive 3D. 
So, okay. Um, so there's there's no one really out there that has got to try it, try it and get their hands on it, apart from a guy called Alex from Nintendo Life on YouTube. There's like a Nintendo Life YouTube channel. He covers normally like Nintendo stuff, like Nintendo Switch stuff. And he got it and he got his hands on it, got to try it and gave us all the juicy details. So I watched his video and sort of I'll round up what his thoughts were. So first up, it's not actually VR at all. Uh, it's impossible with the Switch right now because... Like we've mentioned before, you need to maybe get it into a VR mode where it splits the screen into two screens uh, that are slightly different from each other to give you that depth uh, and sense of scale and everything else in virtual reality. And that just simply isn't the case with this. You're just putting the switch in a slot at the end of this headset, and it's all just one screen. So what they do is they don't have two eyepieces like any traditional VR headset does. It is basically just one oh, long no. piece of... Thanks. of no, it's uh, like the 3D hat. Yeah. It's exactly like the 3D hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, so, the, so they use two uh, lenticular lenses, no. one after the other. So they're just placed one oh, after the other no. that, that stretch the whole width of the headset. So if you can just imagine looking down a headset that's just two straight pieces of glass without eyepieces, that's exactly what it does. And, and what this does is it just magnifies the view of the switch screen which is in 720p i might add so it's not going to look very good um and then because of the lens design this lenticular lens design what it does is it makes the center of the screen in focus and then everything else on the edges blurred to give it that effect of 3d and depth Multiplayer Bomberman is going to be so great because my enemies won't have a fucking clue where they yeah. are, and I'll just be there in the center, like, ha screw you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so essentially, it's it's using that kind of like uh, bokeh uh, photo effect, like I did with our like our group photo. You know, like we're all uh, in the forefront, like sharp and clear, and then you blur out the background to give it that sense yeah. of depth a little bit. But it, it's very difficult to fake uh, to make it look, you know. Okay realistic in but your eyes come on like mike passive 3d like what, what yeah, is it, going on here it's, it's like, complete this... bullshit it is complete bullshit <laughs> basically it's it's a marketing scam um you know alex from nintendo life completely dissed the thing and said look it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't even work it doesn't oh, work good. uh it doesn't do what it says on the tin so it is just completely fake unfortunately um, i would i would rather play with a like like uh, a nintendo uh, 3ds than trying this yeah. yeah, sadly, sadly, it's just not what we wanted it to be. It's it's, it's fifty US dollars as well, which is pretty expensive. Oh, you can buy a, it now. Is it already yeah, available? Uh, well, you could register your interest and, and pre-order it. Yeah. Oh, pre-order it. Pre-order it. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't think anyone will be doing after watching either this video or Alex's <laughs> video uh, on Nintendo Life. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. It was worth mentioning because we've all been hyped about like Nintendo doing something in VR for a long time. And it just seems like we're going to have to wait a little bit longer oh. until they do something officially. You could, you could like what, what you did, Mike, is like hook it up to a capture card in your PC and play it on a big screen. I mean, that's kind of yeah. Nice. You can do that, and it and it looks great. And I suppose the the benefit of doing something like that in big screen is you're not distracted about the world around you. You know, you can just experience a game and be completely isolated in a dark mm -hmm. theater or something. Uh, like me and me and Rowdy have played like a, a way out together as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was really fun, you know, because you're just concentrating on 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 the screen. You're not distracted. Yeah. Um, but there we have it. That's the sort of roundup of uh, the news and information this week. Uh, so if you've got any questions you want to ask us, uh, anyone in the chat that's watching live from Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, now's the time. 
I just got called out on my Bomberman skills because I won a game. Uh, I did meet my wife through Bomberman, by the way. Oh, wow. So I do have some skills. Yeah, I met her, met her on, a, on a bus with a Nintendo DS, and we were playing Bomberman. <laughs> and it was really sad because I'd met this cool gamer chick, and I had to tap out at the end because of my, my, I was feeling nausea. So like the <laughs> early days of VR were, were, were paved at that moment. Is that because of the motion sickness of the, of the, of the bus concentrating on yeah. the screen? Yeah, 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 I can totally relate to that. I remember playing Zelda for like an hour when I was a kid and then like looking up finally and just thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> uh-huh. But let me tell you, there was nothing that pushes a young man further than a girl he's interested in. So I went to the edge of nausea on that. I was like, yeah, we're going to keep going. Yeah. Screw you, stomach. Just freaking take it. <laughs> I wonder how she would have reacted if you'd have thrown up in her lap. You know, yeah. would, would, would you be in the situation yeah. now? Who knows? <laughs> yes, I, I'll try to avoid those moments, yeah. but I'm sure we've got some better questions. Sure, go for Someone's it. Like, Far away. Can you start again? Didn't get here till 6.50. Unfortunately, that's not how time works, Watt. <laughs> just start the whole show again. Hey, Mike, yeah, and just start again. Guys. <laughs> Let me run the intro again. Let me run yeah, the intro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got to do it just for him. Um, yeah, yeah. So wow. I'll there's a, here we go. go for there's another one. Uh, do you guys pl- have plans to do this podcast in VR in the future? Says Fake Delta. Uh, uh, we could do. We could try. We've talked about it before. Uh, yeah, we, we on, tried on various, some stuff too on various different platforms. Um, we could do it, but would we, we want to? I don't know. Like once we we tried like to find an application to maybe do that in, or or do a meetup after like a podcast, and uh, in, in the end we sat on a couch and we went to space instead. I don't know how that happened. But, um, <laughs> oh yeah, that was hilarious. That was yeah, hilarious. that's a good point actually, because instead of doing the show live in VR, uh, we would rather do like a, a meetup with you guys and girls so you can come and join yeah. us and chat to us and talk to us in real time. That would be something we'd be better uh, to, you know, better off doing, I think. But like you say, we, we, we tried a platform. We ended up sitting in a couch and the developers fired us off into space and we all got a little <laughs> bit motion sick. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. So we would do something like that in the future for sure. That's, that's professional uh, I research. I the questions across the chat. So, okay. So let me round up, uh, do the reminder of the times and then maybe see if a question pops up uh, before then. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can check out the audio version on iTunes, SoundCloud and Anchor. It's also available on loads of other podcasting platforms as well, but I just can't list them all. Uh, also, if you want to leave us a voicemail on Anchor, uh, maybe you've got a question for us, you want us to play on the show in the future, you can do that through the app. So go and check that out if you want to do that as well. Uh, so if there is any questions, now's a good time. Otherwise, we'll go and say goodbye. Uh, someone said, I take it evasion isn't even worth reviewing. It is. Uh, I'm in the process of editing it now. I was going to have it uploaded last Ooh, night, but spicy. I just ran out of time. So it'll be up to tonight or tomorrow on uh, my channel if you want to check it out. Beware. And uh, and then, and then uh, John said, uh, anyone see AR games being a big thing? If so, can you imagine? Pokemon Go was yeah. huge. And that was an AR game, but no one really used the AR features. That was the problem uh, because of uh, it drained battery life and everything else. But I think when it's strapped to your face uh, in the future and the battery life is good, then I think it will be great. I think, you know, I'm down for a Pokemon Go where I just wear glasses and hunt Pokemon in real life. That sounds awesome. I'd, I'd do that even in VR. If anyone would like to dev up an app, I'll play it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And with the quest, you can just do a backflip right through your window and start walking <laughs> to the next Pokemon because, you know, you have all the space. Yeah, yeah there we that's go. how easy it is. Don't try that at home, by the way. But before yeah. I get sued by someone saying that he tried. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, Nathan told me to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so that's been uh, episode 58 of the F Reality Podcast. Hope you guys and girls have enjoyed this episode. If you did, leave us a like on YouTube. We'd really appreciate that. Make sure you subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you know when we go live every week. And we'll see you on next week's episode. So until then, have a great week in the metaverse. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.